So normally we do a pre-roll like as we have a conversation about like random bullshit, you know, before the pod kicks off. But since Gabe decided a signed a particular agreement, he can't this like to discuss discuss he can't. a certain game that I have a pre-alpha for. Yes, but he's excited. Let's just say yeah, that I'm excited, man. You could talk about it. You could talk because <laughs> I don't know nothing about it, so of course I can yeah, talk. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, definitely. But until then, uh, we'll be able to, you know, can't wait to actually be able to cover it because I'm actually looking looking into it myself. Oh yeah, yeah. I also downloaded Steep, the free game of the month. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, uh, how is it? That's cool. I mean, uh, well, I what's the premise? It's just, you're just a snowboarder on fucking a big ass mountain, and you you could you know go freestyle. It's kind of like Tony Hawk, and so to speak, where it's like, oh, you could fucking become a pro and world famous athlete, or you could just fucking do it for the love of it, man. I forgot. Which, I think it was Proving Ground that had that that kind of decision. That, that beach bum aesthetic. Yeah, definitely. But um, it's cool. I mean, I, I'll probably not something I will dive a whole bunch of hours to, a bunch of hours to. But I got back into Smite and holy balls, dude! Have you seen some of these new skins they got dropping recently? I have not booted up Smite in quite some time, bro. So no. They got the tastiest skins in the world coming out this year's Odyssey. It is so good looking. Yeah, so, man, might have to boot that shit up and mm-hmm. you know get the whole round robin going again. Oh yeah, I'm ready. But yeah, it's good stuff, man. You ready? Born ready. For the 100th time. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode 100. Man, I don't even know if I can count that high. Yeah, Big right? One, zero, zero. <laughs> Damn, I got an extra fucking digit to put now. Yeah, man, that is, uh, that's that's a big boy number right there. And, uh, man, we're, we're glad you guys joined us this time around. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into the kind of the whole, uh, the schmoozy poozy, uh, what's it called? I don't know what I'm looking for, but like that uh, emotional shit in a minute. But yeah, episode 100 is a decently day, decent little chilly, chilly, willish, 40 wind, 40 ish day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. And for the 100th time, well, maybe not for Gabe, but I, I, I'm, I'm your host, Jacob. And with me, I have my buddy Gabe, who's probably been around for what, 97 ish episodes? Probably like 80, <laughs> no, 85. Probably more than that. More dude. than that, you yeah. think? Because I think you can the main ones. I think you we came around you came around before we even hit double digits episodes so yeah we're we're, we're here for the hundredth episode and we're very excited to be uh, be with you guys and listen and all that good stuff uh, but yeah man like I said episode one hundred I would never would imagine that we would have made it this far <laughs> there was a well, I think it was twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen or there was like a six month span where we just didn't run it I think it was sixteen yeah and then mm-hmm. uh, you know we got our shit together bought some new equipment. And uh, we, we made do with what we had, relocated a couple times. Yep. Um, and now we're here. And, man, this last year we've just been plowing. I think we only missed, like, what, two, three weeks? Yeah, two or three weeks. Uh, as far as both of us missing, uh, there has been episodes where you didn't show up, where I did ran a show, random show, either by myself, with my wife, or with my mom. Um, but, yeah, man, I think we got, like, 40, 48 weeks done uh, this pretty, new year. Pretty productive, man. That's, yeah. Uh, that's four days off this year. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, man, it's, it's been a hell of a ride. And... Just some of the, like I said, when I when I created this podcast in September of 2015, I had no idea that we'd, we'd make it this far. That we'd still be doing it, and as we four years later turn the turn the page on 2019, who would have thought? Uh, obviously, like you said, we took a little bit of a break. My daughter was born. You know, things happened. Yeah, you know, you you had school. You were busy. We were, all of us were busy. Um, but man, the, the fact that we were able to come back to it um, and have some, of, I I think some of the best conversations we've had right here on this show. So um, man. You, you want to go over some of the some of the better things we? Well, I, I I was thinking about obviously we've talked about some of the greatest stories of all time, such as the steak, cheese, and sour cream. Yeah, that one is on my list as well. That yeah, just just the whole ridiculousness of it, and <laughs> the fact that I mean, that that story would not have been born without the alcohol involved. You yeah, know? and I just think that's like the best premise. Of yeah, it. 
because the, the we know these guys Adam and uh, and Bobby yeah they're fairly reasonable when they're sober but that <laughs> totally tables are turned when alcohol is involved yes I just love that uh, like the the, uh, the the wild cards mm-hmm. in like the stifflers well maybe not the stifflers but definitely man uh that that's a that's a good one I think probably the most comprehensive review discussion that we've had about a concert was the under oath show we literally dedicated an hour long episode to just talking about the experience that we had that's a big one. Um, we've documented many a warp tour on the show. Uh, Four warp tours, I think three. Well, no, we missed fifteen, so sixteen. We did. I, I we did an episode. It was a shitty and one, but last year's. So two warp tours, right? No, we documented no, fifteen because we went fifteen. We went, but it was it was ready September by the time the show started. Ah, yeah, yes. So right. we we did it. We've done a bunch of warp tours, including the last and final one, which was an emotional experience for me. Uh, what else, man? What other good shows have we? We've fucked? covered a lot of movies. We've covered a lot mm-hmm. of albums. We've covered a bunch of singles. Um, I think when we dive into games, we have two very different perspectives. And yep. one of the chats I liked was our Far Cry Five well, before the game dropped. The oversensitivity conversation. Yeah, the oversensitivity conversation. Yeah, that kind of tied into like the World War Two with yes. Call of Duty and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the whole gist of that was that people were getting upset. That Far Cry Five was like you're killing Americans, Americans, and then you know with Call of Duty is like oh they're hanging people. Well, welcome to the real world, man. Maybe yep. your twelve year old shouldn't be playing M-rated games, and you know that's coming from maybe the the old version of us, yeah. Or maybe it's coming from the fact that a lot of these parents don't actually look at what their kids are buying. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ignorance to that, but we talked about yeah. that. Yeah. But um, F- fun little tidbit: when I was buying a, it was either Deception or Armageddon. The guy was reading off the M-rated things to my dad, and my dad was like, what do you say? And I was like, nothing, because <laughs> my dad doesn't speak very good English. I was like, oh, he's just saying you know, uh, stuff about the game and cool stuff. I feel you. I feel you. But um, yeah, man, oversensitive. That was a good conversation. It was a great one. Uh, particularly in this year, I, I think we did a pretty solid review of two things that comes to mind. First of all, uh, the Halloween movie. Yes. I think that, well, first of all, we're both kind of passionate about horror movies as a whole, and this yes. franchise in particular. We, mm-hmm. We're both kind of... Uh, drawn towards it and i think our review of the halloween movie was you know don't mind me tooting my own horn but pretty good Mm -hmm. and then the other one was silent planets album review that's a good one uh i liked my chelsea grin album review i think i i I probably put in more work than necessary but i think it gave a comprehensive i think there's there's two classifications of uh reviews on this show i think there's kind of that quick kind of narrative that we like if it's a solo kind of a solo experience like with me with god of war granted i think that was one of my more comprehensive reviews but like there's that kind of quick, maybe 10, 15 minute block that we do, that we talk about it and then we move on. And then there's like the real full blown, like, the, like think, we both seen it. We both experienced yeah. it. Let's talk, compare notes. And I think that's kind of the, the best thing about the show because, you know, you and I scatter as far as like um, interest. Sometimes we scatter in different directions and oh, definitely. it allows us to kind of cover more ground that way. But the things that we unite on is like, that's the, those are the big episodes. That's the meat and potatoes. Yes, sir. And uh, I think I, I like how we've kind of come up with that system. We're like, oh, I'll cover this, then you cover that. But when the big shit comes around, like for instance, the very one of the very first episodes you were on, maybe the first five, was the Star Wars review. When we oh, did, for episode seven? Yeah, for seven. Seven was. Think about it. Within the, the span of this podcast, we've saw the reemergence of Star Wars and quote unquote the downfall, as far as people say say it. You know, of see, Star Wars. Of Star it took Wars. Like all of three years. To yeah. Fuck it up. Weird, but uh, we've kind of <laughs> we've covered all that. Um, what else have we covered? We've covered, I believe. 
three Star Wars movies, well, minus Solo, obviously, because neither of us have touched it with yeah. a 10-foot pole yet. Yeah. Um, we've covered Under Oath's Return. Mm-hmm. We've covered, uh, you know, Thank You, Good Night by Vanna. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was a good one. We've seen a lot of new bands emerge. We've seen a lot of old bands call it quits. Yep. We've seen some bands like Architects three years ago would have, you know, they're playing at the Bottom Lounge. Yeah. And now they're selling out venues. Well, you know, granted they're more popular in Europe, but they're selling out venues like mm-hmm. the Aragon over here. Yes, sir. I'm sure they're only going to get bigger. And you know, we've seen the when the, this podcast started, Bring Me the Horizon was still a metalcore band. Think about that. <laughs> man, that just sent chills down my spine. Yeah. Cause yeah, man. Well, I think they might have just transitioned. The, the second, the, 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 the second episode was about that's the spirit of this of this podcast. Yeah, man, we we've covered we've covered some ground here and there. Uh, yeah, lots of good life stuff. Yeah, I finished my undergrad. You got married, had a kid, bought a house, got a dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam popped two out. Two. Yeah. Um, my yeah, gra- we I've lost my grand. You lost a couple cousins. I know that. I, I, lost, know. I lost my grand my grandpa. A lot of big stuff. You know, a lot, a lot of life changes. And uh, yeah, man. Like I said, it's crazy to think that we've come this far. Because how old were you when we started the show? 2015. How old were you? Oh man, how old was I? That was three three years ago at this point. Because three years ago I was 19. Wow. And I was like, yeah, probably 19 September. I was turning 19 if we started early September. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. how was I? That was 22. Yeah. Damn. You were my age. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like I said, it's been a hell of a ride, and it's been great. And, Any other uh, uh, memorable conversations? Let me think. Topics? I'm trying to because I know I had. I a like few. our architects talk and the ABR talk because, yeah. um, well, the ABR talk we kind of had a lot of contrast in there because you're yeah. you, you were more accepting of the whole movement, mm-hmm. and you know that ended up being my album of the year 2017 because I didn't discover Polaris until early <laughs> 2018. Yeah, and then when we talked architects, we kind of had the same vibe. Yeah, and I thought that was an interesting transition for you because this is a band you've kept up with since what. Like the day in day out eras before then, uh, before Sam Hollow Crown, no Hollow okay, Crown. Okay, so right as Sam, right, got yeah, in. yeah, Hollow Crown. Yeah, man, and uh, you know, like we said back then, they you know bottom lounge. Yeah. Now it's sold out Aragon or opening at like the House of Blues opening because that's the first time I saw them live was when I think that was the first time I saw them live. They opened up where for Animals who? as Leaders. No, they opened up for Atreyu. They opened up for Atreyu. Wow. Now I'd argue that uh, they're bigger than Atreyu. Yeah, I think that there's some there's some Maybe argument not, to be had there, like year span wise. But at the moment, yeah, they're like forefront of the metalcore community. Yeah, leaders definitely. Um, but man, uh, what other? Because we've had some good shit. Like, the, and obviously there was the dark days when you and I were sharing a snowball microphone in my kitchen. Uh, as far as like quality wise, yeah, I, man, we made it work though. We definitely yeah. made it work. Uh, those are, I guess I kind of consider those the dark oh, days. I, we totally forgot one. The the episode where we wrote a better Star Wars movie. Oh well, yeah, we've had yeah, <laughs> that's a big one. Uh, Cause yeah, you and I went like an hour about just like speculation theories. Yeah, that's when the first trailer dropped for uh, for eight. eight. Yeah, that's crazy. I have uh, shit. I think the the Bears have won more games this season than they won <laughs> every other season prior to to you know running the show. Uh, yeah, man, there's been a lot of good stuff uh, on the show, and uh, we've had a good time. But um, as far as me and me, as, as the show goes on, I'll remember some more stuff that we could talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should uh, make a little supercut of all the. Little talks and chats we covered, and yeah, shit like that, and you know, just throw it out there. That's something that I've been wanting to do. I haven't really found the time to be able to cut cut up some old episodes and kind of throw it up on YouTube yeah, because work. we do uh, we, we do automatically load up to YouTube now. I don't know if you know that. Uh, oh, the show that. goes straight from Pivy into the the, the, the YouTube, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, man, let's uh, let's kind of get started. Uh, with so uh, happy New Year! Yes, sir. Um, you do well. anything special? 
I worked. Well, here's the deal. Um, they had me work. Uh, and luckily, the Twilight store closed at 8. Because usually it goes to like 10, 10.30. Okay. But they didn't have any work. And they were trying to make it like, you know, so people could get out and do shit. And for the people who live in shitty neighborhoods, they can get home safely. Because uh, obviously after the New Year's, people get stupid. Uh, by the time I got home, I'm like, you know what? I just want to sit home and do nothing. So Let me tell you this about FedEx. And I'm not like endorsing him. I don't work for him. I'm not sponsored by him or anything like that. But this year, every shipping service has disappointed me in one way or another. Um, UPS, obviously, you know, we work there. We know how it is. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into further detail, but if you've ever shipped UPS more than one time, you know how it can be sometimes. You probably had a bad experience. Um, yeah. USPS, man. Um, <laughs> they've been good to me, to my girlfriend. They've been like hit or miss, bro. They'll be like, oh, an attempt was made. And I was like, no, clearly there was no attempt made. Yeah. You know? Um, and then FedEx has yet to disappoint me this year. Really? Because, all right, hear me out, right? I don't, um, when well, I like, buy stuff, it's not usually... Yeah shipped via FedEx unless that's like their preferred option or their only option, right? Yeah. It's just the fact of the matter for some of the stuff I buy. Yeah. Everything I've bought through there has been delivered early. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, these guys are efficient. Yeah. So shout out to you and your boys in purple. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, a lot of shit has changed. Let's think about that. Think about it this way. You went through three shipping companies. I did. Yeah. In, yeah. In the span of this podcast. And how many promotions is that? I got, well, I jumped to Amazon. So I guess you consider that a, a move. Okay, how many moves I've made? I started at UPS. So that's one. Amazon is two. Amazon is two. FedEx. FedEx. Start. FedEx part time. FedEx full time. Full time. Four. And now operation training special, which is what I am now. So five, three lateral and two promotions for you. Yeah. And I've made what? Well, you're right. La one lateral yeah. move. Um, then I adopted another job. Mm -hmm. I got promoted from that job as from a tutor to a graduate assistant. Mm -hmm. And then I. Well, it's a move, but it was a move up towards my full-time job now as a software dev. But yeah, weird. man, good shit. Yeah, There's weird. a lot of ground, and I hope we could revisit these podcasts and just reflect on who we were. That's what I. That's why I told you. I think I texted you in that. I'm like, it's kind of weird to see like when you go back to older episodes. You know what? When you said that, it was funny because I just picked kind of one of the earlier episodes. I think it was like in the 40s or something. I just listened to it, and I was like, I'm probably not gonna find you know our own podcast that interesting but i was like enthralled man i was like in there i was like absorbed i was like wow this is this is really me i'm really in this bitch right now you yeah know? and i was like wow okay yeah it's, it's it's some some things that i think is interesting because the you know the whole point of the show was that the conversations you and i would have on playstation plus or like in like I recorded yeah yeah when we or not even that but like when like you and i would sit like when we were drinking or hanging out here that we would just have funny conversations that we would laugh or whatever that that kind of spawned the whole podcast. That's where the podcast came from. Uh, originally, it was me and Adam because me and Adam kind of had the same kind of deal, obviously. Um, and Adam got, got busy. It is what it is. Um, but as you know, time went on. That was like the whole point. Is like you know what? Like some of these conversations I have with my friends, I would like to relive them one day, right? Good copy. So you brought me in because you you and I used to have some good yes. chats. There there was times where I sat on S eighteen and you and I would just bullshit for hours on end. Just talking about random shit. JD Nasdaq. Yeah, there was there was just there was a time, and then and that's where the, this whole thing came from. And uh, either uh, Chris Forrest, and I, he was one of somebody I wanted to get on the show early, but he never had a chance to get on, because uh, him and I kind of had that same kind of vibe where we just talked for hours about. Yeah, we should uh, we should rekindle with him and yeah, see definitely. where it goes. Uh, yeah, definitely. But um, so yeah, that's kind of where the whole podcast came from. But with that, man, we, we're about twenty minutes in, fifteen minutes in, and we we're, even, we're just reminiscing. Yeah, we haven't even so, talked. Um, about it is twenty nineteen. It is January fifth today, sixth, January sixth today. Uh, so we're six days into the new year. 
Um, and so we started doing year in reviews, what, 2016? 2016? Yeah, the start of 2016. Um, yeah. And so this has kind of become a tradition for us. And I know it's a staple for a lot of podcasts, especially covering music. Like I know State of the Scene does theirs, and they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're a bit more broader. We, we cover gaming, movies, mm-hmm. and you know general shittery in between. Yes. So uh, this is mainly going to be compromised of our year in review stuff. Yep. Um, so talk to me. What do we got first? All right. So uh, first up is activity. All right. We're going to do activity first. And this was a very vague thing that you put on the, the thing originally on the docket. So, oh, you know, what's funny. I totally forgot I put those. And then I was looking through it before I came over like the agenda. And I was like, what the fuck does he mean? And I scroll all the way down and I was like, oh, yeah, I put that. Yeah. Activity. So th- I think I have an idea what yours is, even though it is wrapped up in a concert, because I know you said no shows was kind of part of the whole thing. Okay. But I imagine your whole Buffalo trip was probably probably the biggest. No, no? really? No, actually, uh, activity wise, I had a lot of fun at the escapers we did this year. Oh, yeah. I, th- I forgot. And, um, you know, I, I left it purposefully vague because you could fill in with whatever yeah. you want. And I feel like out of the I, – I did a lot of ice skating this year, which I thoroughly enjoy. But it's relatively the same experience every time. You know? Yeah. Um, the only thing that's going to differ is how you're feeling on the ice that day and whoever you go with. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, the rink too, I guess, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, early in the year, like April-ish, we mentioned that we're going to go out of our comfort zones. And we did – you and I did two together. Yes. And then I did one – solo mm-hmm. yeah so um fun fun uh it's, it's a bit of an expensive hobby yes definitely. It, it really is and um this you know if we were still single and you know you didn't have a mortgage and you know it was a bit different then i'm sure we'd be going to one like every other week yes for but, sure. but times are different and now it's kind of you got to plan for it like a month in advance yeah you know you got to make sure it's in the budget and all that good stuff but um Kind of going into it, we, we didn't know what to expect. We, we kind of knew the concept of it and yes. stuff. And that first one we covered, um, I remember I remember listening to the review we did of how we walked in and it was kind of underwhelming. And yeah. then we got to the nitty gritty of it. And, and like, you kind of shit. you just kind of ignored kind of the, the I don't want to say the ghetto-ness of it, but like that low budget kind of a vibe. You, you know, honestly, like you got immersed. Yeah. When you went into it, it was uh, it did feel kind of low budget. And you're like, OK, I could probably solve this in 15 minutes. But then, you know, it took uh, a little work. Yeah, it took a little work and uh, shit was a popping, as yes. some would say. And um, like I said, I don't, I don't like giving out spoilers for these things because it's definitely something you should experience yourself. And we do recommend, uh, was it Just Escape? Just Escape. Just Escape in Lagrange. That was the first one we did. Yep. And the second one was called what? I forgot the second one. I'm sorry. Uh, the the one in Orland. Yes. Or uh, Orland Escape Rooms or something like uh, that. Yeah, something like that. Orland yeah. Escape. Escapology. That's Escapo- what it was. Yep, escapology. Yep. Um, and both of them had a very different tone to them. Yes. But, you know, we, we come from the same kind of generation where we grew up on a lot of Scooby Doo, where we grew up on like CSI yes. and like criminal minds. And granted, we're not chasing a murderer or a monster in this instance. It was still kind of fun living that because um, I, I feel like we're in the same situation here where you and I are the Sherlocks and then our significant others are the Watsons, the, yeah. you know, like the 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 boy wonder and the shit like that yeah you know, not to like not to give him credit or anything yeah. but you and i went into this thing headstrong yeah. and we kind of delve right into it and you knew what was clues and i knew what were clues and we just kind of felt it you know yeah. we, we we constructed the puzzle we constructed the board i think i think that that, that sherlock watson thing is a, a great idea because i feel like you and i get overly ambitious with what the clue is trying to mean and our significant others are like they, they bring us back down yeah to the it's ground. like yeah, we're, we're probably people yeah probably not that but something along that lines and that's what they kind of draw us back and like you said bring us back down to earth yeah man, that, that's <laughs> how it regard. is and it's uh you know they're very well grounded and you know like i said you and i are both 
big picture people. Yeah. And they're like, in the moment, what do we do right now yes. to solve this? And we I need to get this done so we can get the... Because you and I, like you said, a lot of those big clues, the ones that come to like near the end, you and I spotted right away. But as far as like getting the the obstacle in front of us done, or the, my wife's like, you're and your girl are like, we need a key for this thing to get this thing over yeah, right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a very good observation in that regard. But yeah, that's that was a ton of fun. Honestly, I think the most fun we had as a group, as far as like all of us, was um, hey, the re- reemerge of board night. I mean, I know, we're board game night. I know we haven't really gotten crazy, but I'm glad that we brought that back a little bit. And uh, we went bowling, and we had fu- I had tons of fun bowling with oh, you guys. I forgot we went bowling. Yeah. Um, that was right after the escape room. Yes, right? sir. We were bored, and we're like, well, we got some time to burn. And I know Man, we should go bowling again. Yes, I'm down. We should go to fucking Rosemont and go to that fucking bowling down. bowling joint. I uh, I like the Orland one, man, because they got that. I I swear it was a raspberry cider originally. Yeah. Or no, it was a blackberry, blackberry cider. Blackberry, yep. And then the last time we went, it was black cherry cider. Ooh. But both were fucking phenomenal, man. This shit was what like sixteen bucks a pitcher, mm-hmm. but dude, that went down super smooth. Super smooth. I remember getting in the car as a passenger, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm glad I didn't drive. <laughs> Definitely. So I think that's probably that wraps up the activities because we didn't really do a whole. I mean, I didn't. I know you had a you went bar, bar hopping literally uh, this year went from bar to bar, trying out different joints and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. For the uh, for the escapade. Yeah. So I would say that's my runner up. Um, oh, OK. Uh, so as you all know, I'm a big advocate for Blue Nose Brewery, which is right around the corner from us. And um, they had uh, well, it was all of Illinois. Yeah. They had a bunch of participating breweries and they had like a little passport thing you go in you try a brew get a sticker get it signed and get sent off yep. and you know you you get something if you hit i think like 40 breweries before the end of the summer send it in you get an invitational to like the big illinois brew thing where like you know they bring out shit that's made once or twice a year yeah and uh like a more exclusive goose island essentially nice. Nice, nice, nice. um that was fun we didn't finish it, but uh, I, I like the idea of it. You yeah, know? it was definitely. Uh, if it comes back around this summer, I'll definitely do it again. And we'll so put a more effort towards it. A scavenger hunt of beer, so to speak. Um, yeah, a, a scavenger hunt for your tongue. Yeah. And we hit, obviously, Blue Nose was the first stop. We hit a couple, we hit like three breweries in Lombard, man. Yeah. That shit was titties. Very cool. Um, no, like this is a smaller thing, but like. Obviously, being uh, you know married and having a kid and stuff, I don't really get the chance to go out as much as I used to, right? Yeah. One of my favorite kind of nights that I had was with my wife was after I got went got promoted full time. This is probably right after the new year. Yeah, it had to be. Um, and we went. Her and I went to Ro- Rosemont and went to Fogo de Chao and got just ate, chowed down. Yeah, just hung out. Got the meat sweats. And you don't really get the opportunity. To, I mean, like I said, me me personally, you really don't get the opportunity to do that anymore because we have the little girl and she's a blessing and we love her to death. But sometimes blessing it's not, and a curse. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's nice to have that space. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so that was probably one of the more fun things I had. Um, but yeah, man, that as far as activity, I think that's a. So much I'm, I'm just hoping that going into 2019. That we do cover some more escape rooms. Yes, that'll be a good um, because we, we did have a strong start. We did the two like I, th- I swear it was like three weeks apart yeah. or something. It was pretty close. Yes, and then we just kind of trailed off. Yeah, but there are a couple on my list that I want to hit. Okay, um, and we will do a spoiler free review on those as soon as we get to them. Yeah, that's definitely going to be part of the agenda for next. I'm year, curious or this to year. see if we're going to hit one that we don't finish. Because yeah, we we had a perfect record so far. Because uh, the first one we actually came really close to beating their quarterly record. Yeah, we were a few minutes off. Yes, and then the second one. Well, we finished, but some of the clues are just fucking stupid. Yeah, 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 definitely. Moving on, yeah, uh, right. what is next? So next up, we got we're in the movie genre, right? Uh, uh, the movie of the year. Okay, I know what both our movies of the year. Are gonna okay, be. and I mentioned it previously. It's gonna be Halloween. Okay, yeah. And is it yours? Yeah. 
It's 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 right there. If not, honest to God, I mean, I know I saw it technically this year, but Wreck It Ralph was pretty fucking good, dude. Happy that Incredibles. You say it's Incredibles two was pretty close, runner up. I I didn't like Incredibles two that much, man. Really, the first one's definitely better for me. Really, and I I just think two had some big thematic issues. Okay. Um, it was it was solid. Yeah. And but you know me, I like to analyze and see how everything links up with one another. Definitely. And I don't know, man. I feel like the mole man fight was kind of rushed and. It was dumb. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but Halloween would probably Halloween. be. Yeah. Um, and this kind of, I don't want to say it won by a landslide, but it did win by a landslide. Yeah. It was pretty obvious. It was, um, honestly, I, I'd argue that this is probably one of the best movies I've seen. Because mm. it, it is the perfect sequel. It is The Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. It, it really is, though. High and, praise. And the only way they could do, the only thing they could do to it to, to ruin it is to make a garbage number three. Which I hope they don't do because it left off at a really good spot, and that's just my opinion of it now. And I, you know, I hyped up Danny McBride the moment I knew. I was like, "That's my boy. That's you know, he could do it." And you're like, "I don't know, man. He's Pineapple Express, <laughs> shit." But um, Halloween received a lot of praise because, like I said prior, this is a franchise we both follow. This yeah. Is both, this is a franchise we both kind of grew up with and we both kind of love. The Man in the Mask, Michael Myers. Um, I mean, what is there to be said about it? There's a lot of thematic stuff. There's a lot of callbacks. I think. Um it was the best experience I had at a movie theater because I think kind of having that intro play out the way it did. And then, you know, when it kicks into the theme song, it sends chills down your spine. Because oh yeah. And it, the man, the intro cards are so beautiful because yes. it still had that like eighties graininess and kind of that glow, it. that weird glow that it has yeah. to it. Yeah. It was good. That was excellent. Yeah. Um, and you know, we have the full review up. You just got to look through it. It's labeled Halloween review. It's literally, it. yeah, it's it was the whole Halloween hype train for a bit there. Yep. Check that out if you want to listen to it. But I think that one won. So I do have two runner-ups. Okay. And because I, I went into this knowing that Halloween's going to win, and we, you know, we did a whole review of it, two movies I have as runner-ups. Okay. Uh, neither of which I covered, actually. One of them, which I mentioned to you, uh, number two is Blind Spotting. Okay. So Blind Spotting is about a dude. Uh, they're both in Cali, Compton area. Something like that. And this dude is on his last three days of probation for beating the living fuck out of someone, right? And so he has this very tight schedule. He lives in like those like boarding homes where you got to be home by a certain time, blah, blah, And his best friend is like ghetto white dude just gets him into all sorts of fucking shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And it's labeled as a comedy, but there, you know, it is a funny movie. But there's a lot of like really heavy stuff in there. And I feel like growing up in, you know, some of the, some of the grittiness that we did, that Southside Scum, um, I, I feel like it's a movie that you would especially appreciate. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie about kind of realizing your weak spots, thus the title Blind Spotting. Okay. I think it was a really well done film. And I think it was beautiful. And uh, the resolution, man, the resolution was just great. I like yeah. that. Very and then cool. my number three, totally out of left field Mamma Mia 2. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out, right? Okay. My girlfriend loves the Mamma Mia movies. Why? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So she made me watch the first one. It was okay. I like Abba. You know, Abba's fun. Um, the first movie didn't really stick out to me. I was take like, chance, all right. Took a chance. Took a chance on me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. And I was like, yeah, it was all right. I didn't particularly love it. And then she was like, can we watch, you know, the second one when it comes on? I was like, yeah, sure. The second one is also a very good sequel. Um, and But here's the thing, right? It works as an excellent standalone movie. You didn't need to watch the first one. And I feel like I could relate to the themes a lot better with the second one because the Meryl Streep, the girl's mother dies and she was a big part of the first movie and in the second movie um you know the girl's trying to live up to her legacy and kind of fulfill her dream and i don't know man some of that shit just hit me in the right ways and i love 
like Colin Firth. He's one of my favorite actors. And the movie was just great, funny. Like I said, you can't get enough ABBA. Cher was in there, bro. You can't go wrong with Cher. <laughs> hey, man. He's and around. You know what? I, I just think it was a solid movie all the way around. Not my number one because Halloween. Yeah. I think that this kind of this movie took me by surprise. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is really good. That is my number three, Mamma Mia 2. Like I said, totally out of left field. <laughs> totally ridiculous. But I promise you, if you watch it, you're going to be like, wow, this is, aside from the whole ridiculousness of ABBA and the dancing and the singing, it's a pretty solid movie all, all the right. way through. All right. So I have some honorable mentions as well. Like I said, I did not see as nearly as many movies as Gabe did this year, uh, as I mentioned prior. But uh, Avengers is your number two. Well, no, actually, my number two is Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph oh, Breaks the Internet. Uh, I got the chance to watch this the other night. Uh, and since I haven't talked about it at all, being that I just saw it. Uh, let me let me do a quick little review since you know we got the, all the time in the world. Um, so, Wreck-It Ralph two, Ralph breaks the internet, um, is a cute little follow up to the original Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, it's less video game centric. I think that's obvious. Um, they talk, focus more about kind of making fun of the internet, right? That's, okay, that's obviously part of the point. The original, like I said, Wreck-It Ralph was more about making fun of the '80s arcadey kind of vibe, and they had the kind of you know cameos and stuff that make you laugh this one was more about kind of kind of a uh, making fun of like i said society as a whole but in regards to the internet um and it was a wonderful little story between and i again i connect like this because i'm a dad about a guy and this little girl right and uh they're best friends and my daughter's my best friend I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you my daughter's my best friend so um and kind of about how as time goes on eventually friendships separate and when friendships separate, that kind of determines the value of them. Because if you're able to come back together like nothing's changed, that's the mark of a true friendship, I think, right? Uh, and that's kind of the whole theming of this is because one person's being pulled one direction, the other person's being pulled another. And just because best friends don't live the same lives doesn't mean they can't be best friends. And uh, and it was talking about how them kind of moving on and growing up and moving away from each other in that kind of regard. And it was a wonderful little story. It made me cry. Revisit it in 10 years and yeah, <laughs> do a follow-up review. Yeah, definitely. Um you have a number three by any chance? I do. Avengers. Yes. Nice. Uh, because it was like again, that was kind of another big movie experience that we you know it wasn't. It was. A, it was a good. It was a truly good movie. cinematic. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and this is a culmination of ten years of bullshit that we've been digging through. You less so recently, but uh, <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. I'm off I that think train. as far as like the high, like the the headlines for this podcast is this year. I think the first one of the for you would be Gabe Hoffs off. Superhero conductor, stop yeah. this fucking Marvel yeah. train! Yeah, Gabe, Gabe has gone very anti superhero movie. I, I told you, man, I hopped off the Star Wars train too. Yeah, I think we're both off that one. Yeah, uh, and um, there's there, some stuff in there. There's a, there's some worrisome future for uh, for Disney because I know their copyright on the mouse expires soon too. Yeah, so you're gonna have all these company making all the brand. Well, it's gonna be Mickey Mouse, but it's not gonna be a Disney Mickey Mouse. You know, what I'm saying they're not gonna lose him. They won't lose him. It's Ninety years, bro. They they won't lose. We him. will see. Yeah, they won't lose him. But we um, will see. So, yeah. So that Avengers, like I said, it was kind of a movie experience. Um, and granted, get you know how you feel about it. It was fun. I had a good time. In the good movie copy, sir. All right. So let's dive into gaming. Yeah. So let me, because I, I already know you. You know, I know. We all know uh, what my game of the year is because I did a pretty comprehensive review of that, if I say so myself. So uh, we covered some God of War talk. Yes. And this is Jacob's game of the year. Yes. Notice how I say Jacobs. Yeah. Um, and so I think the big thing to take away from Santa Monica Studios, well, there's two big things. First of all, is that if you treat a game series with respect, you give it time to be missed. You give it time to grow. Um, they brought back God of War as a mature, 
version. It's yeah. not the hack and slash that we all knew on the PS2 and yeah. PS3. Uh, Kratos has cooled off a bit. Yes. A bit. Just a slight, slight tad. He has a kid. Yes. And um, the gameplay has grown along with Kratos oh and God. ourselves. And it is a completely different game. There's no longer the hack and slash. It's more tactical. Um, plays something like uh, I don't want to quite say Dark Souls, but it has that vibe in that ball where you gotta you gotta be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. and you, you always gotta be on patrol. Type yes, of shit, definitely. So so so, give me some comments about your game of the year, sir. So I guess like I once I played it, I knew that it was kind of that it was gonna be it. It's very hard to beat a game that I think was pretty close to fucking perfect. Um, I appreciate the restraint. From Santa Monica Studios to not make the, the locked part of the game's DLC, I think it would have been very easy to do that. Considering uh, the that was my second point. Yes, yeah. it is proven by Santa Monica that you can make a great first player game, or one one player game, story driven, with no DLC. Yep, uh, and there's some replayability there. Obviously, if you want to get dig through everything, you can. Uh, I still haven't beat the fucking Valkyries because they're really fucking hard. Um, yeah, man. What can I say? It was a great game, uh, and the more I think about it, the more I like it. Kind of a deal. Uh, great story. It was, the story was absolutely beautifully written. And I saw some criticism about that. People were like, well, I didn't really connect to it. It's like, well, are you a parent? And a lot of the time, the answer is no. And I'm like, well, that's I, I think, probably why. I think a lot of the criticism comes in with the mentality of the old God of War. That's probably yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, the, the story is not perfect, but it is pretty damn near perfect. Yeah. You know? And I think the twist and the turn that they took at the end was, was great. It sets up the next one perfectly. Yeah. Because... We, as you know, the audience, realize how this works in retrospect to North North mythology, mm-hmm. and how it's going to set up the next game. Yep. Uh, so, I think, ooh, I think that was a you know it, it was it was a great game, and it, they did a great job. I think it's probably it probably beat make my top ten list of greatest games of all time. Ooh, good copy. Um, right up there with uh, Last of Us. It's up there. Uh, it's going to be very hard to beat that, and we'll, we'll see about part two. But um, so that's my game of the year. Now, when, I, when we did this prior, it didn't necessarily mean have to be the game that came out this year. It means it could be the game that dominated your year, your game of the year. I have an idea what yours is. Fire away. As far as that goes, I think Siege would probably be your game of the year as far as like your. I love Rainbow Six. We talk a lot about Ubisoft extensively and their, and their highlights and their downfalls and all that good stuff. I did put a lot of time in the. Uh, Siege this year yeah. uh, As you know I transitioned from console to PC uh-huh. I have like 150 hours on PC now Wow And the short span of When did I build the first setup Oh mm-hmm. uh, Fuck I like July mm-hmm. To now 150 hours hey, You know it's not crazy But it's a bit of time Yeah Um, It is not my game of the year Really? Uh, it, it is easily the game I've put the most time into And I've definitely learned a lot About myself and my comrades And you know Now we have a full five stack mm-hmm. We've met like a bunch of randos And stuff So it's no issue Getting like four people on deck but my game of the year is a game I did a review on recently. My game of the year is Subnautica. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, this is kind of... <sighs> I'm going to compare this to bands, right? When God of War came out, I had high expectations because this is somebody like ABR Architects. Um, this is a big band releasing a big new album. You know it's going to be good and you know it's going to be quality. And God of War is my runner-up. You know, it is a solid game. Great story. Looks great. And a lot of... Good practices practices shown by Santa Monica Studios. Yes. However, Subnautica is that like little local band you discover where you're like, wow, these guys fucking grind and pop and shred. And Do you know what it is to me? What is it? It is this modern or this newest form of Minecraft. You look at it 
it maybe not be the most appealing looking. I mean, it looks good. Don't get me wrong, but it's something you're like, oh, it's not for me. But once you kind of watch game, and you get drawn in, yeah. Once you kind of watch the gameplay, and once you kind of like, man. I, so so talk to me. You said you did a bit of research on this game, right? Yeah, I've been watching some playthroughs of it, and um, don't get too deep, man. The fun of it is experiencing no, yourself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I'm like, I kind of like that that collecting resources and kind of keeping your head on a swivel when you're in the middle of the ocean kind of vibe. I like that. And like, it's not necessarily a survival horror game, but there is a holy shit. That's terror. It's yeah. not horror. Yeah, it's a survival. There's that holy shit moment in, in the game where you kind of jump and take a, a, a seat back. And like I said, I've been watching playthroughs and I've seen guys like, oh, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? As far as encountering some of the creatures. And I'm, I'm sure I haven't even seen the scariest ones yet. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, to me... I look at it and I watch it the same way I used to watch Minecraft when it was coming up. So in, entrancing, right? Yeah, you're just like, wow, that's kind of intriguing and interesting. And so, um, I, I think my point still holds true. There's there's rules in each biome and they follow that rule to a T. Mm-hmm. And it's just an alien planet and it's like, it feels, it feels, um, uh, what's the like common enough where you kind of get a feel you're like, oh yeah, you know, but it still feels alien, like super alien. Yeah. I think they did a really good job with that. And um, here's my biggest thing, right? This game is an excellent time killer. And I've mentioned it before. God of War is a great game. And, you know, like you said, um, you still quite haven't revisited it yet. Yeah. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, yeah. you know, maybe before the next one comes out. Subnautica, though, man, you could just, if you're looking for like a relaxing experience or, you know, you, you want to get in there in the nitty gritty, fucking plug it in and play some shit. Yeah. Because it is en- entrancing. Um, they announced DLC recently and honestly, dude, this game, I didn't think it'd grab me by the balls like that. I honestly didn't. I was like, it's this was free. like a week, a week and a half of you being like, Oh yeah, this game was maybe this. like two weeks ago. Yeah. This game. was like before Buffalo, right? Yeah. You're like, Oh, this game's fun. And the next thing you know, you're like, Oh man. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Cause, cause you know, I kind of went into it like, Oh, you know, I'll play it for a couple hours. It was free, you know, but now I'd gladly pay the, pay the $20 for it. Yeah. It's, it's an excellent game. And I think you should definitely. At least check it out if it comes to PS4. Now here's an, here here's another thing that we talked about once Smite when we really got into Smite. A game's price tag does not determine its value, right? No. So when I played Smite, uh, probably one of my favorite games of all time at this point. That 20, up there with the last of us. Well, it's it's free, right? <laughs> yeah, free to download. Yeah, uh, and then if you want everybody, it's thirty bucks, which is no commitment. This, this is an absolute absolute fucking steal. I, I I'll, I'll say that's probably the most value I've spent on anything any amount of DLC ever. I measure it in, in how many hours I'm going to put into it. Yeah. So if you put in 30 hours for the $30 founder pack, that's a dollar per hour. That's still cheaper than a movie. Well, here, think about it this way. I mean, because the game comes with, you know, I think five base characters and they have the re- free rotation god, right? The free, god in the free rotation. Yeah, so you get six or seven to, to choose from right off the bat. Yeah. So they have that. But my, my thing is, like, there's hundreds of gods at this point. They are, they are hitting their 100 god mark with King Arthur. King Arthur's going to be the... the Sweet. The, Merlin is 99. Merlin and then King Arthur is going to be one. Yeah. So, um, well, well, even then I, I didn't buy the founders pack. Mm-hmm. Um, I only spent like two bucks on the game when I really, really, really wanted the last chest for something. Yeah. Um, and I've unlocked all the gods with, uh, what is it? The renown favor with favor. Mm-hmm. And you know, granted it took some time and there was that learning curve, but once you get that curve down, man, you should have enough for, yeah. for like a God. So that's what I'm putting Subnautica in that same category because it's 20, 25, 20 bucks, whatever, it, whatever it is retail. That does not determine the value of the game. Definitely not. Because there's games I spent sixty dollars on. I'm just like pass. Like Black Ops Four, well, World War Two. Well, yeah, yes and no. I, I played a lot of it. I put some time into it, so I'm not gonna knock it necessarily. But I'm thinking something along the lines of like 
which is going to come kind of the next conversation after this is like Dragon Ball Z. I, I bought it. I played it for a week and I'm like, I not for, not told for you. Me. Yeah, not for me. I told you. I know many people love it, but I just don't think it's a good fighting game. Yep. I mean, it, yeah. it may be a good Dragon Ball Z game, but then again, I've played better, you know? I like the old mechanics and some of the Dragon Ball Z's, but this sure. is uh, kind of doesn't fall in either category for me. I'd agree. But uh, so, yeah, uh, like I said, God of War. And as far as you said, Subnautica is your number one. As far as my time spent, I think Siege is number one. Yes. I think. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward to, to the new season. Yes. And I'm going to hop on. I'm going to hop on the, the season, the year four pass. Yep, me too. And yeah. um, the, the only thing I want, and it doesn't have to be crazy. Over the, I just want another Polish operator or at least a Polish map. Says uh, says the guy who already got two Polish ops, and we only got Mexican ops yet. But we're not gonna get into that. Yeah, you're right. We do need Mexican ops. We do have Mexican let ops. Me get, yet. Uh, let me get like some cartel boys. Up. They <laughs> should me, fuck let, me get, let me get the two brothers from uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> let me get Nikki's cousins. Right, that's funny. But um, no, there's still a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. Um, it's just that I feel like a lot of these CTUs and nationalities are getting rounded up. Like we have five or six British operators now. Yeah, well, they came up. They came as base. The British ops. Were oh, base. yeah, absolutely. I'm the, just saying, you know, maybe, maybe fill in some gaps here and there. Yeah, I don't think we definitely need... use some more Italian ops, but you know, you got to give it some time to rest before I, you. I don't think we need any more American ops. I think we can no, do definitely that. not. Yeah. American and British ops. We need to rest. We need to hit the the east some more. Yeah, let me get another Japanese Korean op. Yeah, uh, like I said, I want the Polish ops because Ella and Zofia are kind of mirrors of each other in a in a yeah. sense. You know, I I want some crazy unique dude with like a pig that'll like hunt you down no uh, that's totally out. that's totally out of life <laughs> okay. but but i just wanted to fill in some gaps here and now there. we know why gabe doesn't work at ubisoft <laughs> i'm too wild yeah definitely. i don't speak french well no definitely not but um so yeah but moving on so i want i want to kind of talk about kind of the things that kind of i think are changing the face of gaming right sure so one of the bigger stories that came out in regards to gaming this year was the fact that not only was playstation not doing their experience this year that they're not coming to e3 is and I think it's kind of a unique strategy because a lot of people are speculating, including you and I, as the when, when we did the show. They're not gonna. They're the next time we hear from PlayStation as far as like a press conference. We're gonna get the teaser for the PS5. It's gonna be the PS5, yeah. Um, and now I think it's kind of put the whole gaming world on the heels because now I think Xbox is kind of looking at themselves and being like, you know, I don't know. So. I think it's interesting. I think that's, that's a big some story. big dick energy. Yeah, that's uh, we're gonna leave that saying in 2018 as well. By the way, <laughs> good, good, yeah, good. But uh, so I think that was kind of one of the bigger stories and one of the more interesting stories that broke out this year was Sony deciding that they weren't gonna go to the, do the E3 thing this yeah, year. Yeah, I mentioned it. You got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. And yep. like I said, Sony's in a very good spot right now. They're yep. leading the console world this generation. Mm-hmm. They're totally dominating, and uh, they're just taking some time to rest, which you need to do after a heavy workout like that. Yep. And like I said, the next time we're going to see them, there's going to be at least a word, a, a video, uh, a, like a demo, something. There's going to be something about the PS5, maybe not a date, maybe not a, like the full console specs or anything. There's going to be something, though. Yeah. And uh, another th- big story, and this is something that I think you mentioned when we talked about The Last of Us. You're like, you know what, fucking Naughty Dog, they're just going to fucking spring on. It's like, blah, it's going to be out in three months, right? Now, Naughty Dog didn't do that. However, NetherRealm did. NetherRealm Studios did that with Mortal Kombat. That's a big story because you never, I've never seen that. Your, your strategy that you mentioned on this show, I've never seen that before. And when you mentioned it, I'm like, nobody would do that. No major. And then Nether Realm came out. Yeah. They're like four months. And not, not only did it happen, but it happened from one of the studios I follow close. Like, you know, I feel like, I feel like that guy who's like been betrayed by his friends. Like now I don't know if I can trust them ever again. Kind of. That's boom, man. You can never trust that boom. <laughs> Definitely. He's, he's the troll. Cause I think you and I, we try to sort him into a house. I'm like, he's the fucking troll in the dungeon. But that's besides <laughs> the, the point. Troll. Yeah, exactly but um 
Yeah, man, that's one of the more interesting, unique things that kind of happened this year as well was that MK11 announcement springing uh, on us. I'm, I'm going to get into it next week. We spoke briefly. I have a full roster list that I'd like to see now that we kind of have the update and the trailer. And mm. I took some time to sit down with this, and I want to run an updated roster. I know we've done this probably 100 times now. Well, th- we've, we've done the roster that was leaked, which ended up being false. Uh, which we've done, yeah, that was the most recent one. And then before that, we did a wish list. Like, like I think temp- we did two wish lists. Yeah, it was only like 10 people on that, though, like as far as people we really wanted. But I have a 24-character roster Ooh. with one DLC pack ready to talk about, and I'm going to run it past you next week. I'm going to leave this, this episode to be pure. Yeah, but we're excited for that Nether Realm Studio got a uh, got that huge cock spirit, and they're, <laughs> the big they're, 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 they're bringing the heat. Really, yes. they really are, and I'm excited. I know there's a whole bunch of speculation. Um, there's some stuff I want to chat about. Yep, especially with uh, we'll, we'll get into we'll that. get into it next week on the podcast. But um, yeah, dude. So that's gonna be some good stuff. That's kind of that. I mean, they, I know they recently just announced a uh, Madbox. That Madbox. I don't know if you heard about that, but apparently it's like. Ooh, the new new console that's coming up, like the Soldier game or whatever. But uh, that's something that came up this year too. That near the end, the tail end of the year, they're gonna have this new fourth, you know, competitor. In the yeah, okay. Ring. Yeah, like the what they call it, the Ouija. Oh yeah, the Ouija. Yeah. The Ouija. Yeah, yeah. And the, whatever happened to the Steam Box? Is that the thing? The Steam Box. The Steam Box is still a thing, but you can buy a Nvidia Shield, which is a better version of it uh-huh. for slightly more, and you could stream to it, you could game on it, you could do a whole bunch of stuff. It's like a nice little mini PC for under two hundred dollars. My thing is like, what didn't the wasn't that like the big? Like everybody was all concerned about it. Like all the like it was such a big story when they announced it, but then it kind of Steam just... is at a point where they have so much money where if they can take a they could literally take a massive hit like that and be like, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It didn't work. It didn't work. The controller was garbage. The thing itself didn't play so well. But we are seeing advancements. Um, like if you have the Xbox Live Pass, whatever you have on your Xbox One, you could play on your PC. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I don't know how it quite works because I don't own an Xbox One, nor do I. Nor am I going to buy one at this point, mm-hmm. but uh, the PlayStation Pass kind of works in the same way. Really? They had yeah. You could. It, it's almost like streaming the game to your PC, and I haven't oh. experienced it yet. I haven't fucked around with it. That's the PlayStation TV thing, right? No, 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 not TV. It's it's the PS Pass. No, I know, but I'm saying like, didn't they announce that like you'd be able to plug into your like you'd be able to plug this little box into your PlayStation or into your your computer and it'd be able to kind of yeah. Like I said, no idea how it works, but um, you know, for those. PC fans out there that have enough money to pay for PlayStation Plus every year, um, you you can you can stream the game now if it's like an exclusive. Very cool. Um, where were we? Oh yeah, gaming. Yeah. So well, actually, that was it. That was the gaming talk of the year. All right, let's get into the big fat meaty boy. Let's talk some music. Okay, so concert of the year. Let's start with you. So I'm a little bit more limited. Obviously, I didn't go to as many shows. It's kind of a recurring trend on the show is that I didn't do as Less much. and less every year. Yeah, every year it gets a little bit harder to go out to shows. Now, for me, I think the experience would have to be the Warp Tour. Uh, Warp yeah. Tour 2018, uh, End of an Era, all that good stuff. It was a great show, and we had a good time. And every Summers year, are going to feel empty now, man. Yeah, man. It's definitely something because right about now is when we would start to get a little bit of the lineup. And granted, they do got this festival thing that they're going to be doing. Jury's out whether we're able to go to that or not, but um, I think that would probably be the, the best experience I had because it's the Warp Tour and it's the last Warp Tour. And was that number fifteen, sixteen for you? I don't even know, dude. It's been so many, but um, yeah, man, it was a great time. And you never, I have never had a bad experience at the Warp Tour, ever. And uh, I'm glad that this year didn't change that trend. And it went out with high, and a high note, so to speak. Hell yeah, we saw a bunch of great bands play. Yeah. Uh, yep, 
Yep, yep. Some of the highlights, Ice Nine Kills, put on a great show. Great Chelsea show. Chelsea Grin. Chelsea Grin was good. Good, fun. I uh, like Dayseeker. Dayseeker was good to me. I, yeah, I Dayseeker was solid. I, I'm still kind of upset that they cut their set. It wasn't right their the fault. Middle. Yeah, yeah, I know. It wasn't their fault. Uh, who <laughs> else was there that was live and livid? Uh, I liked Edward Goblicon. I thought they were ridiculous. Yeah, they, they, I told you, man. You yeah. enjoy them live. They were ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Are you guys angry? Do you want hate? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every time I die, obviously rips it always up every year. Always shreds. Yeah. Always kills it. Always rips it up every year. Uh, there's a couple other bands here and there, but for the most part, that kind of covers kind of the big ones this year. Uh, yeah, great, great year at the Warp Tour. That was my experience. Uh, imagine yours will be different. My concert of the year, uh, to no secret, goes to the to the season show. It was uh, first and foremost, it was a trip. It was a bit of a haul out there. Buffalo is a great city. Thank you for having us. Uh-huh. Um, to the season, I kind of group it with what's not a concert. It really is its own kind of being festival. Cause man, you walk around Buffalo and which we did. And I was like, man, I I get it. I get why these guys are so angry all the time. <laughs> no yeah. man, but Buffalo really has a personality of its own. And it was cool to, you know, see Keith again. We had a little chat about his book. Oh, great, great guy. Yeah. You know? Um, but there's something special about to the season. Maybe it's all the work and love they put into it. Maybe it's all the great fucking beers they had on tap. Maybe it was the wrestling beforehand that got everybody amped up for the first band, which was vain. Maybe it was the ice skating. Maybe it was the curling. You had everything. You L- had everything. A little bit of everything for everybody. And it was great. And it was it was a fucking great experience. Ooh, we actually missed something. What did we miss? Beer. Beer of the year. Uh, you put you put this on the, on the, the agenda. Beer of the year. We'll I actually have one. Momentarily. Huh? We'll cover that yeah. momentarily. Keep going. Sorry. But to the season was a phenomenal experience. And it was so great that, you know, every time I got their, got their day, December 15th. Is that like a yearly thing or yeah. is that just going to be just, oh, this year? I think year. it was December 15th, 2018. Okay, that makes sense. So that day is every time I die day. I go Buffalo. down in infamy in the city of Buffalo. <laughs> hey, man, what other band you know that has a day like that? True. Okay. Uh, and yeah, man, it, it was a great overall experience. Every time I die, I killed it. Vane killed it. Knocked Loose killed it. Snapcase killed it. A lot of great bands, a lot of great energy coming up and just shredding. Mm-hmm. And that's... A hell of a time. I got you. And it was so good that they're doing it for two days next year. It's nice. going to be a Friday and a Saturday. Very cool. And I think I don't have to cover it anymore because I talked about it extensively, but yep. that was my concert of the year. Very, very cool. All right, so real quick before we move on to the next, let's do a beer of the year. Sure. I'm sure you have one. I actually have one. Let's and talk yours. Mine's kind of cheating because technically it was something that was hyped up during the year, but I didn't get to get to do it till after sure. the year. The beer of the year this year is Revolution Brewery came out with a beer called Freedom of Press. It is a sour session beer. I have it in my fridge if you want to take a, a quick sip before you leave. Uh, it's delicious. It's a great beer. Good copy. Yeah, sour grapes, man. Good, good copy. It was very, very good. But yeah, so that's my beer of the year. Uh, mine is Cool Hair by Blue Nose. I've gotten 14 quarts this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I know that. because I get a quart every month. Oh, wow. Well, hang on. Let me revamp that. I've gotten seven quarts because, yeah, seven quarts this year. That's still a lot, man. That's a lot uh, of beer. Seven times 32. That's like. 240 ounces ish yeah don't check me on my math i'll be embarrassed 242 no, no, ounces? that's right i think that's right yeah uh 242 ounces of that stuff this year it's so lot, good it's a lot of alcohol game so good yep definitely yeah that was a good one that was a good experience that whole lunar brewery thing good stuff let's talk ep of the year all right um so you originally wanted to separate these two but um but it looks like you decided to separate them or um yeah mm-hmm. you wanted to merge them originally but mm-hmm. now we're having them separate what mm-hmm. is your ep of the year sir 2319, their demo uh, is my, what's it called? My EP of the year. This is just a demo, so it's four pieces. It's a four-track 
a little demo. Twenty three nineteen. It's called demo. <laughs> cool. So that's that's mine. Uh, they I, we talked about them previously on the podcast. They just rip ass. So I like them a lot in the, in the good way. Yes, in the good way. If you're into that that sort of thing. If not, I'm, I'm waiting for when they drop a single called Experiment Six Two Six. I mentioned because uh, because uh, that's Stitch's thing from mm-hmm. Lula and Stitch. So mm-hmm. we'll see, man. Maybe yeah. that Disney theme metalcore will make a ho ho jug jug jug. Yeah, we'll see. That's good though. Uh, yeah. you said they're local. They're like Carol Stream. No, 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 no. That's that's on the album. We're having a conversation about that. Twenty three nineteen is the band from Australia that I talked to. I uh, gotcha. The home ground, the the forefront of the metal core scene yes because you thought lancaster was bad nah you thought buffalo was bad nah <laughs> australia yeah where they're so angry they consistently pump out some of the best metalcore bands in the scene for sure for sure uh and they were really nice to me on on the facebook so Very shout cool. out to you shout out to you guys again you guys did a great job Appreciate my ep of the year is from a band that i've uh i've been looking forward to them dropping something for quite some time and i am looking forward to the next release my ep of the year is substance abuse by sycamore Ooh. And it is a very sexy EP. I, I re-listened to it on the way here, and I was like, yep, this takes it. Granted, there's no screaming because uh, they had some issues. Mm-hmm. And this EP kind of speaks about it, man. Yep. And I think, uh, like I said, it's a very sexy EP. It's very catchy. It's got that slowed down kind of, you walk into a bar, and there's like a neon sign illuminating kind of the bottles and stuff. And it's got that like almost like a cowboy kind of feel. Definitely check that out. Uh, re-listen to it if you haven't in a while. And... Uh, Thank you, Sycamore, man. Thank you for consist- consistently cranking out solid music since the day I found them. Yep. I think uh, they dropped that uh, that Adele cover is when I found them. Very cool. Because they were on, uh, what was it, Pop versus Punk or some shit? Uh, Pop punk, goes, punk does pop. Something like that. Yeah. They were on one of those. I was like, yeah, these guys are pretty tits. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, as far as honorable mentions, uh, kind of a local spotlight, so to speak. Uh, Still World, my buddy Dan's band. Uh, they had an EP come out called A New Beginning, and it was really well done. Uh, so that's a quick shout out to my boy doing a good job, who's also working on a little project so for us, so to speak. But we'll get to that in a, in, you know, in another episode when I actually have it. <laughs> good copy, sir. But uh, that's one. Uh, as far as another kind of local highlight, granted this was an EP, this was an album. Uh, Victims, Halfway Home, that was a fantastic fucking banger of an album. They did a great job. Did not make my album of the year list. It's not the band that you're thinking about. I have I have a surprise for you on, on my on my top five. But um, yeah, man, I'm surprised you didn't mention Pressure Cracks. I'm surprised I didn't get your number one spot. Um, this is my preferred Jason Aldean Butler project. Um, I don't know, man. It, it would probably be my my honorable mention since I don't have one right now. I I feel like I listened to it for a couple weeks and then it just kind of fell off. Okay. I might revisit it, but that Sycamore one, man, it's hard to ignore that one, you know? Okay. It was like a like a green thumb, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about our single of the year. All right. What's yours? Uh, my single of the year, and this is including packaging, music video, and all, is Thank God It's Friday by Ice Nine Kills. Good cap. That is my single of the year because the video was well done. That girl's thicker than a snicker. Uh, and it was just a, it was like a low, bu- well, I was going to say low budget uh, Friday the Thirteenth, but all of them are low budget. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, song. I think you hit it on the nail, though. The whole ensemble, Ice Nine Kills, is a very theatrical band. Yes, as you know, as we've stated. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God it's Friday is a fucking banger, man. Yes, it and rips. I'm glad you picked that over. Um, I don't know. I guess any other other things. It is a banger. I I do enjoy American Nightmare a bit more. Mm-hmm. I do like the chorusy, and I think it might be gravitating towards that because uh nightmare on your bias shit yeah. yeah you know i ain't gonna admit i ain't gonna lie it's well probably well that. i was gonna say stabbing in the dark but i'm like 
ah, I can't. It's a, it's like lying to myself. I'm like, as far as like I said, the the packaging and the way the singles looked and the yeah. music video and all that. And I'm you're like, right, she is thicker than a snicker. You she, gotta admit that. My man likes big butts, and yeah. he cannot lie. He cannot lie. Good stuff. Mine is a band you probably haven't heard of. Okay. Okay, my single of the year is a song called Cultist by a band called She Cries Wolf. Oh, okay. They dro- do you know She Cries Wolf? I do not. Uh, this kind of came out of left field. This is on my, like, oh, recommended for you. And I was like, wow, this thing fucking bangs. This is, like, everything I'm looking for in a good, like, it's that weird fusion between hardcore punk and metalcore. It's got that, like, all three elements, and it's just in your face, and it's, like, man, it, it's got, like, all the good elements I like from Pressure Cracks. It's got all that intensity of, like, an Every Time I Die song, mm-hmm. but it still has that, like, grimy, like, the burn, 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 like, that sworn in kind of yeah, I feel you. slow down, detune that shit, and crank it back up. I feel you, man. She Cries Wolf. She Cries Wolf. Song is Cultist. Check that shit out. I am excited for them. This is a band you should definitely keep on your radar this year. I will definitely check Honorable mention. Northern Fires by Silent Planet. This was when um, this is the, the the single that got me absorbed into Silent Planet, and this the single came out like way 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 before the fucking album. This was like June July that the single dropped, and I was bumping nothing but that for a couple straight weeks. Very very cool. Now as far as mine, um, let me think, let me think, let me think real quick. There's one off the top of my head. Uh, fuck. What's it? Hold on, let me pull it up. I have it. Give me one sec. I'm sorry, you runner up. Well, I, I got uh, Fever 333 Burn It. I think that's a good single. They did a great job with that. But I did have a particular one by my hero, Mike Shinoda, that I wanted to mention. I forget the name of the song that escapes me at the moment. My bad. Uh, Crossing you, a Line. That's gotcha. what it was. Would you say that it escapes the Jake? Yeah, man. Oh, that, was, that was good, man. You should be proud of yourself with that one. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, Crossing the Line by Mike Shinoda. I think it's a beautiful Good copy. Beautiful Looking forward song. to works by both of them this year because yep. Fever's album is coming out in 10 days. Ooh. 10 days, 12 days, something wow. like that. So that's going to be probably one of the first albums we review. Yeah. Unless um, somebody so- out of left field comes out swinging again. So uh, stay tuned for that review. Mike Shinoda, uh, man's always busy. Yeah. He's always working on something. He's touring or in the studio. Yes, sir. So expect the tour and expect probably another EP, if not a full length, by the end of the year. I wouldn't surprise me if he had another EP out by the end of the yeah, year. Good Definitely. Copy. Definitely. So those were the, the singles of the year. And now on to the big one. All right. So let me pull up this list real quick. <laughs> so I think it's fair to say that between the both of us that we are it's an obvious number one we know what the number one is right by a landslide yeah so we're not gonna cover that because we had a whole episode dedicated to it to silent but, planet thank you garrett yep silent planet when the end began beautiful album absolutely fantastic like i said we had a whole episode of t- talking about it so let's talk about the ones that made the other ones that made the list uh we'll start- go bottom up or top up bottom up Bottom up, number five, uh, Fit for a King, Dark Skies. Okay. Bit of a short album. Um, uh, it, it's Fit for a King-ish, but it does cover kind of all the aspects that you could fit into a metalcore song. Very cool. And I, I mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. Ryan Kirby said they're covering a lot of different styles of metalcore, and you kind of laughed at it. But, you know, I listened to the album. I was like, dude, he was spot fucking on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Lynch left the band. You will be missed. Mm-hmm. My handsome little guitarist. But uh, <laughs> this album delivers, man. It was a bit on the shorter side, but I still think it's worthy of my number five spot because... I do enjoy Fit for a King. This album was a banger. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. My number five spot. Now, I talked about this album. Uh, I'm going to surprise you that it's going to be this low, I'm sure. Architects, holy hell, number five on this list. I didn't think you, I didn't even think it would make your cut. No, it's it's there. Um, now, I was, I was batting around uh, Post Traumatic by Mike Shinoda or M&M's, the, who fell off the list as I came 
they're reviewing it all. Uh, but yeah, we talked about it at length. Great album. Uh, they continue to, you know, be at a very comfortable cruising altitude, as you like to put it. Uh, and they're doing a good job. Architects flying high, man. Yeah, they never, they never fail. They never you may fail. unbuckle your seatbelts and go pee now. Yes, sir. And that's the architects. They that's did a great a job. Joke. So yeah, no, I get it. I got it. <laughs> number four. My number four. Um, no surprise, a band I've been following since their um, birth. Chelsea Grin, Eternal Nightmare. Uh, Alex Kohler is gone, and it's sad to see him go because he was he was the last founding member of Chelsea Grin in the band. Yep. Um, and he got replaced by Tom Limbarsis. The one of the former vocalists of Learn Shore. Sure. Mm-hmm. This thing bangs through and through. We did a review on it, but um, I think this is kind of a two-parter because not only is this album really good, but it sets up Lorna Shore fucking well. They dropped a single on Friday that I fucking love, and Lorna Shore is a super experimental like deathcore band, and their new screamer is great. So I think not only did that move make Chelsea Grin even heavier and thicker and you know thick thicklier, um, it sets up Lorna Shore for a very good spot, and I'm this Lorna Shore. Their 2019 album is one of my anticipated, easily up there. And I think, like I said, it's twofold, man. This this is like the one of the better sides of Chelsea Grin that I've seen in a very long time. But it also sets up Lauren Shore, twofold, double-edged sword. Number four, Chelsea Grin and Tournament. That actually cracks my top ten. Didn't make it quite into the five, but that's yeah. fair, man. You know, right. I like that gritty. Yeah, that grit, grit. Moving on for me, number four, Under Oath, Erase Me is number four on this list. Now I know we talked about it at length when it came out. Uh, but just a little bit of a Drew recap. Yeah, like little, assist. Yeah, a little, a little bit of a recap on it. It's it's a extremely well written, well done album. Uh, Under Oath is growing up. They're not going to stay the same kind of band they were when they did to find the Great Line or etc. Um, but I think it's pushing their music in a different direction. Something that's interesting and something that fits them now who they are as a whole. And not to say that they will totally forget that kind of vi- that older stuff because there is some songs in there that are like, yeah, fucking rips. This ambiguation feel. Yeah, definitely. There's some good shit in there. And Underwolf did not disappoint me with this album. Like good you said, kind of grew on me over time and got better after repeated listens and stuff like that. Good copy. I'm glad you uh, came to terms with that album because I know we had some opinions on it when it came yep. out. Um, number three for me, Dance Game and Dance, Artificial Selection. Okay. So it's still um, on the list. Okay. Yeah, it's still on the list. Um, it was my number one for a little bit there. Yeah. And it's still deserving of high praise. All the songs are bangers. I love that they bring back Johnny Craig for one of the songs. Uh, Tillian is my favorite Dance Game and Dance clean vocalist. Okay. I think his voice is just so unique, and he has such a wide range. And when you hear it, man, you know it's Tillian. You're like, fuck, it's like iconic. Yeah. Well, maybe not quite iconic yet, but yeah. it's getting there. Yeah. Um, I think every single song on this album is very delicately crafted. Because Dance Gavin Dance always kind of pushed the envelope of experimental whatever the fuck you want to add to the end of that. You could put metalcore, you could put rap, you could put, well, maybe not rap, you could put like experimental soul funk jazz and it'll work. This because true. it's Dance Fucking Gavin Dance. Yeah. They, would, they do whatever the fuck they want. Um, Story of My Bros, banger. Evaporate, which is the closing track off that song, I think is probably one of the best closing tracks I've heard this year. And it's kind of a wrap up of everything that Dance Gavin Dance has been and that they are now. And I, I don't know, man. I just love it. Um, there's a lot of great tracks off it. And that's kind of all I got to say. If you've listened to it, you, you know where I'm coming from. And uh, I'm glad to see them come up and bring the heat. Because, you know, you think after a while you'd run out of experiments, but clearly not. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So that's Gabe's number three. My number three is The Plot and You, Dispose. Nice. Yeah, uh, man. We This came out early last year. Or early this year. Well, yeah, early February last year. February 2018. Yeah, it came out early last year. And me and Gabe were like, that's a very early contender. And it held the spot yeah, until it, like it, June, July. Yeah, it fluctuated a little bit up and down the list. But 
I have settled on number three. I think that has a fair place for it. Uh, it is a well-written album. I think it puts the plot in you kind of in a, in a different spot because they took their genre and kind of tweaked it and modified it to kind of fit more what they wanted to do. It's still in the ballpark of metalcore or whatever, but there's definitely a lot of experimentation to this album, and I think they did a great job. And, uh, yeah, this is just a well-read album. I think they should be proud of what they're doing. Gotcha. My number two is also the plot in you dispose. Mine, and that's my number three. Gotcha. Well, that's my number two. Yeah, okay. Uh, working off what you said, um, Landon Tours did a great fucking job on the vocals and the production because he's very meticulous. Yes, he is. He's, he's one of those guys where it's kind of his project in the long run. But, um, man, you, you hit it out of the ballpark. This thing takes a step back, and it kind of looked almost towards like the Sempaternal days of Bring Me the Horizon. I said, let's make this big. Let's make it atmospheric and kind of orchestral in a sense. Yes. Where it has a big... This album is phenomenal to listen to on a full soundstage or something like really good headphones mm-hmm. because there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of little fizzles, cracks, and like and yeah. shit that you wouldn't normally catch. Yeah. And this thing takes a step back, and I, my girlfriend's comment was great. She's like, man, this guy, has, he either has really shitty luck with girls or he picks all the wrong fucking girls because, <laughs> you know, some of those like lyrics like like peasant pussies ain't got time for this shit yeah. or something like that. It's really well written. I think it's clever, his writing, and... They just, they said metalcore is kind of, they're all right at it. They didn't stand out. Yeah. But with this move forward, it's still in the ballpark of metalcore. It's still kind of out there and stuff. And I'm sure a lot of these old fans were you know disappointed. But I think that this is a good evolutionary step into the plot in you. And I, they've kind of separated themselves from the pack. I think you hit it on the head when you said they were all right at it. And they kind of just fit in with the pack. And they now. were, you know, you mentioned it that when we were doing uh, Bangers of the Week, we had to filter through a lot of stuff. They were one of the bands that would have probably been filtered if they stayed on that. Yeah, definitely. They would have had like a killer track. And then it's like, oh, yeah, oh I forgot you guys were. Moving on. Yeah. But this album like i said man it, it's it, it was almost a phenomenon how long it held our number one spots yeah. for because it was like february to like we it didn't get bumped off my number one to like june or july when I, the ghost came out we talked about um remember how i said august burns red kind of took over that one spot that one year which 20, last year 2017 yeah um i think august burn red held that spot because it came out so late in the year and I think if we had came out earlier, that we would have got lost in the sauce, so to speak. This band is the inverse of that. This one was we were kind of shocked as as the year went on. We're like, okay, and you know, it, it, it kind of goes good. to show because it's my number two and it's your number three. Yeah, and this is a this was almost released a full ass year ago. Almost, we're yeah. a couple of weeks from a full ass year mm-hmm. of the plot and you, uh-huh. and I still hold it in high regard. I still love listening to it. All right, ready for the, the surprise that I got for you? Let's hear your number two. All right, number two. Is a uh, something that I, I like. I said mentioned passing probably like in April. Um, is a band that's within the local scene themselves. And at the end of the year, as we got closer, it made it. I came. One of the songs came up in my shuffle, and I'm like, that fucking ripped. Let me go back and listen to everything. And this late push has sprung it up to the number two. <laughs> Glass hands dive is number two on this. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, Glass hands is dive is number two on. The, they're an Indiana band, right? Yes, they are. I know one of the guys in there. Yeah, they uh, they've actually played shows with bands that I've played shows with in the past. Very cool. That's how local they are. Now, if you haven't listened to this album in full, I recommend it because it is a surprisingly well crafted, well written, uh, well produced album from a band that's down the street, so to speak. Um, and there's a lot of dynamic kind of uh, instrumentation. There. Uh, 
it's still within the ballpark of metalcore, right? It's it's very good. Um, I don't know if it's gonna break any ground as far as that, but I'm stunned and shocked by how well it is composed for a band like I said that is down the street. So that's why they make my number two spot because it shocked me on how how good this shit is. It was kind of going back to Subnautica, man. Like you expect good <laughs> stuff from the greats, but sometimes it's the small things yeah. out of left field that take you by surprise. Yeah, that's why I smiled when you said that because it totally fits this band as a whole, and um. I haven't talked to them yet, but I will be like, hey, you guys, basically what I did with 23 and I'm like, hey, you guys shit rips, man. Check out the podcast because we just talked about you guys extensively. Like I said, I mentioned it when it came up because it was in my certified bangers of the week. And like I said, after further review, it makes the top five. And number two. Congratulations, yeah. Glass Hands Indiana. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it would have been very hard for anything to come close as far as beating Silent and, Planet. And, but, well, yeah, that's kind of a given. But the fact that they beat the plot in you, which is an album that we hold in yeah, very high regard. As you just, yeah, we wax poetic on that. Um, I think it has, like you said, I think it has a lot to do with the surprise aspect, you know? Yeah. And I'm excited. Um, think about say, this. A local band beat Under Oath on my top five year that's albums insane. of the year. Think about that's that. absolutely insane. I don't think that's too far-fetched because I have some beef. But um, yeah, dude, con- congratulations. And I want to kind of close out with a couple words of with Silent Planet because they did hit our number one. We do have a full review, but... I think Silent Planet, they've been a band for, what, roughly five years? Um, they kind of, man, there's a lot of good talent in that band. Yeah. There's a lot of heart into what they do, and they may not be your typical metalcore, poeticcore, spoken word band. They're not being as notion. They're not the architects, but there's something in between, and I think there's very something special about this band. They won with um, with the White Album that I can't fucking ever remember the name of. Everything is Sound. Everything is Sound. With Everything is Sound, they won the underground band of, what, it was 2015, 2016, yeah. something like that. And that was the moment I kind of looked at you and I was like, these guys are going to be something big. And with this album, you know, they're still not topping charts. They're not like dominating tours or anything like that. But they will only grow with time. And I'm happy to be part of the same scene that these guys are in. I'm happy this album made a big, a big impact on my life the way it did. I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting kind of look because I looked at a lot of end of year list and we are not the only one that put this at the top. I think state of the scene their number one was when the end began as well. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. And I saw a bunch of people like from the like the locals because I think they even asked like uh, Silent Planet asked on Twitter, "Hey, who's got the end of the year? Let us know what you what you got at top." And a lot of these guys, I don't know if they were just talking shit or like trying to like suck up to them, but a lot of these people put yeah, you know them at the top, and a lot of people didn't. So it's kind of that. You know, it's it's up there for everybody, at least in some way or shape or form. Senior, at least top ten, man. If you're I, seen like and that, and there was a guy at work who was talking about the new Slipknot song. I'm like, eh, it's it's all right, but I'm like, if you want to fucking have your fucking doors blown off, I'm like, put on when the end began by Silent Planet. Yeah, man, pick and, any track off there and it'll yeah. blow you in Defin- one way or another. Definitely. And um, I think there's a lot to be said about about a band like this because some bands are in the, for the money. Yeah. Um, Garrett had a very well, I can't speak for him, but I can assume what was a very good lifestyle before him. Yeah. He was a psychologist, this and that, and he kind of gave all that up and he pursued his dream. And he, he kind of joked about it on Twitter. He's like, yeah, Silent Planet began five years ago, so it's been five years since I've, since I, you know, since I was homeless, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it was a f- kind of funny joke, but it kind of puts into perspective that they want to do this. Yeah. This isn't for the money. This isn't for the fame. This is something that they all want to do and that they're all committed to. Uh-huh. And I think it shows in this album. And again... Thank you, everybody in Silent Planet, for putting out by a mile, by a landslide, my album of the year. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to everything to come with Silent Planet because it's only going to go uphill. Definitely, definitely. Now, as far as like any honorable mention, I mentioned uh, Post Traumatic by Mike Chanel was close to making this list. 
I mentioned Chelsea Grin was very close to making this list. How, how far were they? Just out of curiosity. They were like, like seven, eight. eight? No, yeah, like seven, eight. Uh, they were very close to making this list. Eminem Kamikaze was close to making this That's list. That's probably your number six, right? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Definitely close. Um, Ice Nine Kills. I mean, granted, it was a little underwhelming, but they were close to making this list just because of the, thema- the theming of it all. Uh, yeah, man. It was a good year for music this year. And I think we look forward to 2019 to be even better than that. Oh, yeah. We did our anticipated albums and all that good stuff. Yep. And like I said, man, the most exciting part is just finding a band that you never heard of and hearing them tear that shit up. Yeah, definitely. So those are the albums officially. 2018 is officially in the books for as far as this podcast goes. Uh, we look forward to the many, many weeks of content that we're going to have for you going into 2019. I got some things work, working, things in the works as far as like kind of the development of the show. I've actually, uh, I haven't mentioned it yet. I have a new game in the works, a pretty simple one, but we're going to bring it back and I think it'll fit in well with some of the topics I got for next week. Okay. That being said, let's bring back certified bangers and let's get the structure back in the structure that is the Second City Kids podcast. Yeah, definitely. Um, we had fun with the games this year. It's definitely uh, threw some spice into the the, the show as yeah, far as bring back something you, you enjoyed. Yeah. Because I got a new one in the works. Okay. Copy that. Um, and we're looking to kind of bring more fun content to the game because I know a lot of some people guest like people and yeah, man, we, we got some good stuff coming your way. Yeah, man, I, I got some equipment that I want us to take a look at as far as being able to pull off like phone interviews and shit like Copy that. Copy on a trip to Guitar Center. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, that's that's the year in review. Uh, do you have any like I don't know any like lowlights or headlines that you want to talk about? Lowlights or headlines, man? Yeah. I think with every year there's going to be low points. And, you know, you kind of hit it on the head that we've seen some family members pass this year, which is unfortunate. But I think the more we grow old, the more we realize that sometimes, you know, maybe step back and enjoy what you have right now, mm-hmm. you know? I feel you. And I think that year brought a lot of this. Um, like I said, your daughter turned one and I feel like she was just born a couple <laughs> oh weeks ago. You know, it's crazy. And uh, there's a lot of growth that's happened this year, both in a good way and a bad way. This podcast has fucking grown exponentially in the last couple oh, yeah. of months. Yeah, I think we covered, like I said, man, we went from like 50-ish to 100 in this year alone. Yeah. And I think that with as time passing, there should always be this common ground of growth and prosperity. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should look forward to, man, because any year is going gonna to punch you in the gut and it's going to spit on you when you're down. Yeah. But also in the same time, it's going to be the year where you're... You're on top of the crowd and you're just shredding. You know, yep. you're feeling like Jordan Buckley at Warped Tour or some shit. I feel you. But we got to take it for what it is and we got to keep pushing and we got to keep reviewing. Yep. And so hopefully this year we'll top 2019. Yeah, it'd be very hard because I think uh, in retrospect, it's probably one of the greatest years we've had as a whole as a podcast as, as far as as far movies, as content. Music, yeah, yep. not even that. As far as content, as far as uh, audience growth, as far as kind of getting. And consistency. Consistency is a big one. Uh, it's one of the best years we've had. And I'm glad that episode 100 is this year in review. Couldn't it, lined up lined up any better. Yeah, because I'm like I looked at like I said I looked at the calendar a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, that worked out beautifully, actually. Very cool. Yeah, uh, but I think that's it. I mean, we're about an hour 15 in. Uh, not as long as I thought it was gonna be. I thought we were gonna wax poetic for a minute. Two there. hours, right? Yeah, I thought. But I'm glad because one of my major headlines this year when we go, go into this is the Bears fucking making a playoff push. God damn it! And there you go, bro. We, we got that kickoff soon. Yeah, we gotta get to have that kickoff probably about an hour. Two hours. Two hours. Good I copy. Had, I had to make my chili. I had to make chili. Oh, today. man. I bought a pressure cooker the other day. Ooh, I'm excited, man. Pressure cooker. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm what are going your plans on with a that? diet. What's your plans with that? Like, what are you going to do with it? 
uh, I'm going to make some meals and keep all the nutritional values. Like I said, I'm going on a diet. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling it a New Year's resolution because it's kind of cheating and it's not authentic. It's a new, Are you saying that it's a new year and it's a new Gabe? No. <laughs> same same asshole that you were last year? Same asshole, just slightly thinner, hopefully, ah. in a couple ah. months. Ah. That's the plan. I mean, you've seen me. I've gotten kind of chubby. I'm not going to say that. L- Look l- at me for chunky. crying out loud. <laughs> but, uh, hey, man, live the life you want to live, and I just want to lose some pounds, maybe get a little healthier. Go back to the gym, pump some iron. Yeah. And, uh, you know, bump some Chelsea grin. Yeah. As far as me, uh, like kind of personal kind of growth things I want to work on. Well, I want to keep working at this podcast. I want to get better as far as editing it and all that good stuff. Uh, kind of get some new equipment up in this joint. Maybe a new computer. Maybe that's something we could add to the list as far as yeah, like things you to get done. You give me your budget and we'll, we'll find you some parts. Yeah. Uh, that's probably something that we'll work on. Um, obviously, continue to be a good dad because I feel like I'm a pretty good dad. Yeah, man. A uh, good husband, working hard at my job, all that type of stuff. Good Ke- stuff. Keep the year trekking along. Uh, one kind of end of the year highlight. Well, actually, no, it's not end of the year. It's the beginning of this year. That Wendy's roast, man. Oh, my God. How do they so know good. so much about Metalcore? Well, my thing is, like, do they just pop shit in the Google machine and hope for the best? No, they. I'm telling you, it's probably an army of, like, five or ten people. Yeah. And, and they probably have. Some, you, somebody. you got to have at least one or two guys in there that are like, yeah, I know Silent Planet. They're yeah. under oath cover pants. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, the, I like the Beartooth uh, one, man. The Beartooth one had me fucking on Knocked the floor. Knocked it out of the fucking park. <laughs> Franz, the, that Franz one was great, too. Yeah. There's some good stuff. Yeah, the fucking, Loose one was phenomenal. The Win- Wendy's is doing a good job over there. <laughs> Thank you, Wendy's, for yeah. providing us some good ha-has in the metalcore community. Early, early, early year ha-has, as we speak. Uh, but with that, man, I think that that wraps up the show, man. You, uh, how you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be, you know, like 2019 is gonna be a good year for us. I have a feeling. So, with that being said, for the 100th time, we are wrapping up this episode of the Second City Kids podcast. You can go ahead and like us on. All the stuff that we're on. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, Radio, Podbean Spotify, Spotify, all that good stuff. You can go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Me and Gabe are on there. Start try, I'm going to try to make, be a little bit more active this year. Going to try. No promises, though. But with that being said, until then, again for the hundredth time, because I'm pretty sure this is carried on. Don't say hundredth. That's a trigger word for me. Hundredth. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> for the hundredth time. Uh, I, think, I think this has been my sign out the whole entire time. Until next time. Deuces.